Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. That is so exciting. The power is with you. So you will meet the people, the places, and things to uplift and inspire you. And you're so lucky today. This is your host, Betsy Weersma, and I am with Leslie Klink. She hails from the Denver area in Colorado for all of you listening around the world. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Betsy. Thank you for inviting me to do your podcast with you today. Well, I tell you, you have a great story for the world. And I know that because during 2020, when we quickly did 50 different podcasts, you were so gracious to jump on. And we did tactical podcasts for all of us that were in the lockdown. And we're like, yikes, what do we do? And everybody jumped on and we're so great to do a bunch of really tactical podcast called Sister Strong. You can find that at campexperience.com forward slash podcast if you want to go back and hear Leslie's past podcast live. But now I want to tell the story of you because lots of people listening might be thinking, I could be interested in a career in sales. And I think that's something that many of us consider along the path, sales of so many different things. Um, personally, I think everybody is in sales. Whether you like it or not. I agree with you. Totally. Especially if you own your own business, you are in sales. Well, if you're on your own business or even you own your own ideas, I want to say forward, you are in sales. But let's talk a little bit. I like to tell the backstory. So were you that kid growing up that had the corner lemonade stand? Come clean, Leslie Clink. I I did have a lemonade stand and I did I did do um I remember being a a young girl and we we were cleaning out our games and stuff so I decided to have a a garage sale or yard sale with all our games and that was fun for me see I, you know I it's funny you said that because I grew up in the midwest where did you grow up what part of the in country? Massachusetts Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Yeah. okay I was born in Worcester Mass oh that's where I went to school in Worcester isn't that funny I didn't know that all the years we've known know each other that. I know yeah. I was born at Worcester County General Hospital, I guess. My parents lived in Uxbridge and Shrewsbury, which are little towns in mid, you know, mid. Yeah, I used to drive through Shrewsbury to Worcester on the way to school. Oh, isn't that funny? I didn't know that. Well, see, we're having a podcast breakthrough here. Leslie and I talk about everything else and today and didn't get our history together. (laughs) Um, Well, but I grew up in Indiana in the Midwest and yard sales were a big thing. And I was into those, man. I had people on my driveway at 7 a.m. waiting to get in. And I can remember making over a thousand dollars in a yard sale. You know, yeah. who knew? I was merchandising. I who knew? Yeah. Yeah. So you but, grew up. Go ahead. But it, as a, a person in high school, I was really shy in college I think people would never have thought I would be in sales. And I personally never thought I would be in sales either. I just thought I can't sell anything. I'm, I'm not a salesperson, but um, here I am. You found your way. So what was your degree? And you went to to, uh, college in Worcester, which people say different ways, depending on what part of the country. So it's spelled Worcester. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, I didn't live there long. So what did you study in college? I studied um, management and Spanish. Um, so I had a double major 
And, you know, my goal was to be a businesswoman and I wanted to work for an airline. So when I got out of college, I uh, worked in the travel industry with my mother. She owned a travel agency at the time, um, but I knew I wanted to work for an airline. So I got hired with American Airlines and they moved me out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I knew not one person or anything about Oklahoma. I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> well, hey, and what, what was that like? How old were you? And what was it like to just be plopped into a part of the world with nobody, no system, no friend and, and no prior knowledge of the place? Yeah, it was, it was um, scary, but exciting. I was 20, I guess I, guess I was 23 or 24 years old. But I was excited to be on my own, of course, because after, after you uh, go to college and you're out on your own and then you have to go back and live with your parents because it's too expensive to live anywhere else, you want to find something on your own. So I was able to go to Oklahoma and get a one bedroom, really nice apartment for $285 a month <laughs> and live on my own. And um the first day that I got there, I stopped in at a quick trip and I walked in the door and the person says, hi, how y'all doing? And I looked around and I'm like, are you talking to me? Yeah, really. Where's the rest of the y'all? Yeah. Who's the all, as they said in Texas, the all y'all, all y'all. All y'all. But it was <laughs> like, just that somebody what? greeted greeted me when I walked in because in Boston, that doesn't happen. Right. Um. So... I was pleasantly surprised and um, yeah. So then I, I had a class that I was in, I was in a training class. So I got to meet other people from different parts of the country and that they were my friends because that's the only people I knew there. Yeah. Um, so it was super fun. And how long did your airline career last? I was with American Airlines for 11 years. And yeah, they moved me to Texas. And um, then I, I was there for eight years. I was in Tulsa for four years, Texas for eight years. And then I had an opportunity to move to Colorado with Western Union. And so I came up here with Western Union and worked in a totally different industry, uh, financial services, but doing kind of the same work. I was doing um, product management, um, project management, that kind of stuff. So it, it, that seems so foreign because I know you as a salesperson extraordinaire and thinking of you in the airline industry, thinking of you at Western Union seems different. So what was it in you that started to wake up the Leslie of today? So you did jobs, got paid, took mm -hmm. huge places, but what, you know, what was that kind of the turning point or for people listening who are kind of looking at their own soul and saying, yeah, what's my next? How did you find your next? So I was working at Western Union and a job that I didn't love. And at the same time, I was trying to start a family and I got pregnant after a long journey of infertility. infertility. It was about 12 years. I got pregnant and as the pregnancy was progressing and I was working at this job, I started thinking, I don't want to come to a place for nine hours a day and that I don't enjoy and leave my child. Um, it just was not worth it to me. And in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to own my own business. 
So I started exploring that, that whole world about business own ownership. And I ended up uh, purchasing a franchise, an interior decorating franchise, because interior decorating was always something that I wanted to do. I didn't go to school for it at the time, which, because it wasn't a big deal, but then HGTV came out and it was a big deal. And so I, um, you know, I, I went on that journey with having my own interior decorating business and I loved it. Um, but it was right before 2008 that I started that. And I was going along pretty good. And then 2008 happened and it was hard. Like everybody, you know, everybody knows what happened in 2008. It was just Well, a let's hard tell time. everybody for people listening around the world, 2008 in America was a super tough recession. Um, it was before 9-11, which is kind of a date that lives in infamy with the terrible attack on the U.S. But uh, it was just a time that everything kind of tanked. Everything slowed down. I was in my second year of Camp Experience Network, and luckily we survived. I don't look back and think we did not survive, but I remember my husband's business was super slow. You know, everything mm -hmm. kind of took a big hit. Yeah, it did. And my business took a big hit. My husband lost his job. My business, everybody put a screeching halt to their interior decorating projects. And I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, it was a really, really hard time for us. And I never, ever want to relive that. But I learned there were a lot of lessons that I learned. Um, and I came out, you know, stronger. Um, but I did have to go back to the corporate world uh, for a little bit. And um, so I got a job doing doing what I used to do with American Airlines. It was um, travel technology. Um, and I was there for about four years. And while I was there, I finished my master's degree in, in uh, business administration. This is something I had started when I worked at Western Union. So I finished my master's degree and I was super proud of that because I at this time I had my son and he was young and I was going to school and working and blah, blah, blah. But um, as soon as I finished my master's degree, like six weeks later, I got laid off. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for your hard work and effort. And you're done. <laughs> right. I was said, just hey, like, hey, uh, excuse me. Wait a minute. <laughs> Yep. See, another twist and turn. Well, yep. hold it there. Hold it there. We're going to go to break. This is Betsy Wiersma. You're listening to the Leslie Clink on Boost Power Podcast. We'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. Okay, we're back. You're in the throngs. You have your masters. Boom, you're out. You're out. Boom, I'm and out. So from uh, up, down, up, down, side, side, crisscross. Here you go. Yep. And so then you're, you've got a young child. You earned that child through infertility, a tough, tough road. Uh, you have your master's now. You work so hard. You're out of corporate America again. Dun, 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 dun. And then let's talk about what you learned and, and let's get into this kind of uh, the way a salesperson can survive. Yeah. So 
you know, when I, when I started my interior decorating business, um, you know, they, I, I told them, I don't, I don't think I can do sales. You know, I'm not good at sales. And the person I was working with, she, she just said to me, you know, you're going you're more of a consultant than a salesperson. You're trying to find what people's needs are and you're trying to help them, um, satisfy their needs. And, and that was a shift in, in my perception of what a salesperson was. Cause I think most people think a salesperson is like a used car salesman and I didn't want to be that person. So when she said that to me, it was a shift and that's kind of how I went about my business. And we also, you know, they gave us tools. Uh, we were trained in the Sandler sales system. We read books, the sales Bible, um, lots of things out there to help you um, become a better salesperson. Um, so I knew I had it in me at that point. Um, and then after I I got laid off from my job. I was 52 years old and I'm thinking to myself, what in the world am I going to do that's going to pay me the money I need to get paid that is going to value my experience? I, it was another tough time. Right. And everybody on the call and listening to this podcast is like, yeah, I know. I know. So many of our friends are between, I'm going to call it 50 and 70 and wake up with 30 years of marketing skills, right? Mm -hmm. And try to apply for a job that they get interviewed by a 22 year old who's been in the field five years and they've yes. got 30 years and they're not getting the job. It's, yes. it's a very interesting thing where aging out is really a different perspective now. I'm, as you know, holding at 59 and a half, holding, holding yes. 59 yes. and a half, but I'm gonna be the big six out. And I think like, wow, I'm more viable now than ever with my lifetime experience as you probably were at 52. And how do you get that right place, that right attention? And I just wanted to really highlight that because many people listening might be kind of thinking the same thing. So tell yeah. them how you reinvented yourself. So um, my neighbor actually knew the owners of Closet Factory um, and they had approached her telling her that they thought she would be a good salesperson for them and um, they were looking for people and she, and my neighbor knew that I was looking for a job so she came home and said hey closet factory's hiring this sounds like it's up your alley would you like to apply and I said sure why not I've got nothing else going on so I went in and applied for the job and got the job. Uh, both my neighbor and I got the job. We started on the same day and I have never looked back since. It has been my absolute most fulfilling, satisfying career that I've had. I love the flexibility that I have. I love that um, they allow us to feel like an owner even though we're not the owner. Um, and it's, it's very fulfilling to me. And I've been able to achieve things that I never thought I'd be able to achieve um, just by believing in our product and believing in myself. And of course, there's a lot of coaching and help along the way to, to get you to that point. Well, for people that don't know, Closet Factory is a national franchise here in the U.S. Uh, this particular Closet Factory in Centennial, Colorado, which is a Denver area suburb, is the top 
franchise in the country, their owners, Polly and Mark Lustkow. Polly has been the top salesperson in the world, I think forever. She just yeah. is an energizer bunny and it is a great work environment. They give a lot back to the community. They're very, very committed to their employees. They've been a Camp Experience Network sponsor for many, many years. We're very thankful for them and they host one of our annual events. We always have a big party and celebration and explore all the cool built out closets, garages, uh, entertainment areas, uh, craft rooms, pantries. pantries, there you go, in their showroom. Well, Leslie, in this process of becoming this super salesperson, what are some things people listening could learn from you? What are some things to be a, to thrive basically in a sales career? Well, first, I think you just need to believe, believe in the product. If you don't believe in your product, then you're probably not going to do a good job selling it. And then you need to believe in yourself and self-belief takes time. You might have to fake it for a while until you get those skills um, nailed down. But also be open to coaching, be open to feedback from um, your, your boss or your peers um, and always take each situation as a learning opportunity. You know, if you don't make the sale, ask yourself why. Maybe ask the client for some feedback. You know, why did you choose the competition over me? And sometimes it's hard to hear the answers, but I think it's important to be open to, to be able to grow and learn how to be better at your skills. I've always said match, not sell, which is kind of what you talked about being a consultant. I say, mm -hmm. here's what I got. I got a worldwide network. I got a podcast. I got a craft show. I got whatever. Is that a match to you sponsor what you're trying to do or a match to you buyer of this yeah. service? And then if it's not, I say, awesome. I've yeah. got a match for you. And if it is awesome, you can choose to be a part of it or not. But it, it has always helped me feel like I'm not selling in the used car salesperson yes. way, not to slam yeah. any used cars salespeople listening, but sometimes in the past, used car salesman has been used as a metaphor for people who are just pushing one thing and trying to, you know, make you buy where right. I really feel that consulting type sales is a fit, especially for women who really mm -hmm. want to be of service. Absolutely. It's really about learning about your client and listening to their needs and not trying to push something on them that, that they're not interested in it doesn't matter what you say, they're not going to buy it if they're not, if it's not a good fit for their life. Right. And then I really love that your sales process this year, you have a great theme, no dream go. And talk about that because if you're listening and you're thinking, how do I make my way, my style of sales interesting? I think Leslie, you have got a great way. So tell everyone a little bit about that. Well, I, I, I want to say thanks to you because Betsy helped me work through this and, and it does match our, our system of sales that we do use, but it's really about getting to know the client, getting to know them, their, their life, how they live, um, what their organizational needs are, how they want things to look their budget, um, how much they want to invest in a project. So really getting to know them and listening. And then helping them dream, going into the space and talking about it and 
saying, how about if we do this? And have you thought about this? And how would you like it if we put some crown molding on that? And um, really um, helping them visualize what their newly organized space will look like. And then putting, putting an action plan into place. Okay, we've got that all done. What are we gonna do now? We're gonna go and get this, get an installation date and get you installed and have you enjoy this beautiful space that we just created. And it's, and it's a we thing, it's, it's not a me thing. It's, it's a very much a collaborative process where we're working together to create a space that they're gonna love for a long time. Well, I want to say thank you because you have co-created your company and you particularly have co-created not only my custom office, a custom office for my husband, a pantry, a laundry room, my daughter's really small closet that we made workable for her to grow up and have an organized space, my personal closet to organize some favorite jewelry and eyeglass drawers so I can organize all my stuff, a storage area behind my office. So we have really capitalized on having a team with us to design our space. And tell everybody a little bit about the facts and figures about being organized and how important it is for people, especially now many people work at home. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell them about organization in general. Yeah, it's just, it's so important to just have a space for everything. And people feel, you can see people's relief when they, know where something is and they know where to put it away and they know where to find it. They're not spending hours looking for something or they're not walking out of the house with two colors, two different color shoes or, you know, it's especially in the closet, you know, you, you spend so much time in there and you, you can go in there, get dressed, get everything that you need in one spot and then leave. And I can't tell you how many people have said to me, it's just made such a difference in their, in their life to just have every, be able to see everything and just go to one place and walk out feeling good. Well, and it's a very good investment as you know, for resale for your home. But the funny part is, which we've talked about a lot, we talked about with Laura Stewart, who sells homes in the Camp Experience Network. People say, oh, I'm going to resell my house. I'm going to sell my house. So I'm going to redo my closet. And we say, like, well, do your closet now. Enjoy it all these years. And when you go to resell, you're going to have that added value of people walking in and saying, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful pantry. Oh, my gosh, what great organization. <laughs> in our house, yeah. they're going to say, holy moly. <laughs> What, what kind of craft supplies did you have in this house? So, uh, but you know, we are taking the craft room organization with us. So we know that. Well, yes. uh, Leslie, I just also have to call you out. I know you have gone through some personal challenges that we've all stood with you through some breast cancer and through everything. I've just always seen you with a smile on your face, a bright light in your heart, always helping in the middle of your breast cancer. You still were doing your appointments you were coming to the committee meeting, you know, you just uh, really were a bright ray of sunshine to Thank everybody you, that you know. And anyone listening, just know as, as Leslie got plumped into a state she never heard of, she, <laughs> you know, found careers and, and changes and, and twists and turns that through it all kind of getting back to her light of design, service, and selling in a way of service really uh, serves the world and has made a wonderful and flexible career for her. 
So I'm going to pull a card. And you're going to answer a question. Okay. And these are random. And, oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. And this question is choose faith. Choose faith is the question. And the question is, what do you believe? What do you believe? Um, like just anything? What yeah, do I just believe what do you anything? believe? Like, what do you tell yourself as a salesperson in the context of what we're talking about today? As a salesperson, what do you believe? I believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to, that you're you're the only person that can get in your way. So if there's something that you want to do, if there's a burning desire that you have, just go for it. Find there's so many people and resources, camp experience. There's so many wonderful women and resources to help you move forward to your journey. Awesome. Well, tell everyone how to find you so they could get a hold of you to find out about organization design. You also do window coverings, but closets from the Closet Factory and the amazing resources of building custom organizational surfaces for really anywhere in your home your second home, your apartment, they're here for you. How do they find you? Yeah, so um, they can contact me on my cell phone. It's 720-255-9727. Or they can email me at leslie.clink at closetfactory.com. My last name is spelled K-L-I-N-C-K. Um, yeah, I'm well, on Facebook. Great and Instagram at Leslie Clink at um, Leslie Clink Closet Factory Denver. There you go. Look for Leslie Clink. She will help you figure out how to make a beautiful space that you could love, be organized, get that stress gone so you can enjoy your life and live your best dream. Thank you all for listening to Boost Power Podcast. It is our job to tell you this is the first day of the rest of your life. You need to hear stories like Leslie's and see yourself in them. Yes, you can be someplace you've never even heard of and go live and make a life. Yes, you can just change and go with your heart and your dreams. Yes, you can have infertility issues and birth a beautiful child that I know has grown up to be super fantastic. Yes, you can find the career that's flexible, that meets your financial needs, that meets your dreams and your, your interest in service. Yes, you can survive breast cancer and take a licking and keep on ticking and be a bright light in the world. Please subscribe to this podcast on any of your favorite apps and tell your favorite friends to come and plug in for uplifting energy and ideas. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.